Hey, welcome to Village Church Q&A. I'm Amanda, and I'm here with Pastor Michael. And today we are going to be discussing, is it okay for a Christian to be angry at God? All right. Let's first off, yeah. I don't feel like anybody actually says it's okay to be angry at oh, God. Oh, they do. Like, nope, nope. Yes? Yep. Okay, because oh, in my yes. mind, I'm thinking I would never actually verbalize that in like a Bible study. Yeah. I might be mad about my circumstances, but I might not say that exact line. So it is uh, very trendy for pastors to say the following. It's okay to be, to be mad at God. Like it's human to be mad at God. It's healthy to be mad at God. Like mm. this is a thing. So particularly if you're working with younger Christians, like whether it's uh, young adults or teenagers, et cetera, um, the need to validate as good what all these emotions are having is very, very strong. And uh, I, yeah, it is, it is actually one of the more frustrating things. I've seen multiple pastors online do this. Mm. You know, it's okay to be mad at God. God understands when you're mad at him, all that kind of stuff. So mm. a lot to say, and I want to make it as simple as possible. Is it okay for a Christian to be angry at God? I'm going to say definitely not. It is not okay. Um, God can handle it though. But I want to be clear. It's not virtuous. Uh, God, it's not noble. It's not godly. The Lord does not look at your anger directed at him as righteous. Mm. Uh, when you're angry at something, uh, there is a sense of superiority to the thing, mm. which is why we are called to be angry at sin. Okay. Yeah. Because we can look at sin and say that is objectively, I can judge that as something to be worthy of being angry at. But when we look at God and we take all of this emotion that we have, and 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 I can understand, by the way, why the emotion is there. We are saying something with that anger. We are saying, I know more than you. I am smarter than you. You're doing it wrong. You're, you, in fact, I don't even know if you know what you're doing right mm. now. You should take counsel from me. Mm. Now, I understand that that's not the intention. Have you ever like felt something and then you are done something and, and when somebody like calls it out, they're like, they tell you what that meant and you're like, well, that's not what I meant. But when you think about it, you're like, actually, that, that probably is what that communicates. Yeah. Anger always communicates. I am better than you. I am superior to you. There's something better in me than in you that gives me the freedom to look down on you and say, shame on you. You shouldn't have done that. Now, again, if somebody lies to me and they break trust, that's an understandable thing to be angry at because in that moment on that issue, I can look at them and say, that's bad. Mm. Like that actually broke this thing. Mm -hmm. And that anger shouldn't be permanent. It should, it should be easily overcome, but like, it's an understandable anger. Mm -hmm. When we do this to God, we just gotta understand, um, we put ourselves above God in that moment and that's not noble. It's not good. And it's not righteous. Now, can he handle it? He's the most secure being on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, it's good to be real with him, but yeah. in that, in being real with yourself, you have to say, that's not okay. Where yeah. I'm at right now is not okay. Totally. Now, uh, a couple questions. Has God been unjust to you? The answer is always going to be no. Yeah. Uh, has God sinned against you? God forbid. No. no. Anger at God. I want to give you three categories. Anger at God is completely useless. Number one, like why? God isn't moved by anger. He's moved by faith. So when you think about the things that move God, it's never going to be your fury. So your spouse or your best friends, they might be manipulated by your anger, right? They might be scared of your anger. God's really secure and he's really strong and he's unmoved by it. And so if you want to move the heart of God, we move the heart of God by faith and trust and belief, not by emotional manipulation and anger. Mm. Um, so number one, it's useless. Number two, it's actually 
counterproductive because the only thing that anger at God is doing is eroding your faith, the very thing that's going to move God. And so if you want God to work in your behalf, anger is not the mechanism that's going to get him to move for you. It's mm -hmm. going to be your faith. And anger at somebody, all it does is creates a bigger gap between you and them. It doesn't bring you closer together. And it's not an expression of trust. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, number three, I think anger at God is actually at its core a degree of rebellion. Mm -hmm. I don't think people intend it to be that way. Um, but it, it is saying, no, 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 I'm smarter than you. My way is better, which is inherently rebellion. Yeah. So I want to share with you a couple of scriptures okay. to help maybe frame this. Uh, the book of Job, um, it, it's a hard book to read. So you almost have to know how to read it. Yep. So the last words of Job before God interacts with him, it's in Job 32. And here, here's how Job 32 verses one and two goes. It says, so Job has three friends are giving him terrible advice. It says, so these three men, they cease to answer Job because he was righteous in his own eyes. Mm. Then this other person comes in, his name's Elihu. And it says this, Elihu burned with anger. And he burned with anger at Job because he justified himself mm. rather than God. Fast forward six chapters, chapter 38. And the last thing Job has done is say, God got this wrong. I'm innocent. God chimes in. And here's what the Lord says. It says, then the Lord, Job 38, one answered Job out of the whirlwind, meaning like, this is scary. And he says, if there's like some kind of sound effect, Keith, you can throw on this. <laughs> Who is it that darkens counsel by my words without knowledge? This is so good. Yeah. And then he says, dress for action. This is God to Job. Dress for action like a man. I will question you and you will make it known to me. So he's like scaring him out oh of his goodness. pants right now. He's and like, the rest of Job 38 is the Lord just undoing Job. Mm. I mean, it's like it, it, he didn't sin. He didn't call him names. He's yeah. just like, where were you when? Were you here when? Do you know something? I don't know. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So we get to Job 40. God's done. And, uh, and the Lord said to Job, shall a fault finder contend with the almighty? Hmm. He who argues with God, let him answer. What do you got to say? And then here's Job's response. Behold, I am of small account. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand on my mouth. In other words, I'm done speaking. Mm. I have spoken once and I will not answer twice, but I will, I will proceed no wow. further. Then God does it all again. Oh my word. And he has more <laughs> questions for him just to kind of put it, you know what I mean? Of all the people in the world, who would have the right to be mad at God. I think Job's on the list. Yeah. Because Job doesn't know the whole interaction with Satan and God, all that kind of stuff. No. But like at the end of the day, God gave Satan permission. To take everything. To take everything. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think we could probably say um, what happened to Job ultimately lands at the feet of God to one degree or another. Yeah. Um, it had to pass through God before it got to Job. Yeah. Um, I'd be tempted if I knew all that to even be more angry at God. Mm. And yet God's like, you don't understand. Mm -hmm. You have zero idea what mm -hmm. I'm up to. You, all you see is the here and now. Yeah. And, um, and then we get to the book of Romans. Here's the second example. Romans chapter 9, verses 19 to 21. And what Paul's doing actually is he's making a defense for why God chose us and we didn't choose God. But then he hearkens back to Job. And so he's imagining this argument and, and says, okay, one of you is going to say to me, well, why does he still find fault for us? For who can resist his will? And then his answer is, who are you, oh man, to talk back to God? Mm -hmm. If Jesus says, you didn't choose me, but I chose you, 
You don't get to argue. No. Like his word's final. He's God. Yeah. When did we get in this position where we think we have negotiating power with the Almighty? Yeah. It's hubris. He makes the rules. He makes the rules. And if that's what he wants to do, then he can do it. And it's by nature going to be good and righteous, whether or not I can fully, you know, comprehend, comprehend. it. Yeah. Um, psalm 13, I think, is the best example. David wrote this psalm. And uh, David is frustrated. He knows that God could have stopped some of the stuff he's in. Mm. And I'll just, I'll, I'll just read this. I think it's well worth listening to. Um, how long, O Lord, how long will you forget me? How long will you hide your face from me? Like, He's acknowledging like the Lord is not, the Lord is not moving for him and mm. he's frustrated. How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God, light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. In other words, I could die here mm. and it doesn't seem like you're doing anything. They're mm. winning, we're losing and I'm about to die. Mm. Lest my enemy say I've prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice before I am shaken. Verse five. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. And let me, let me just summarize all of this. Your anger with God isn't done until you're in a place of worship. Mm. You're all the stuff like God can, is it good? No. Can God handle it? Yes. When your anger is dealt with righteously, you will bring all of it to God like David and then worship. That is really hard, but that is the life of faith. Yeah. And so, God, I don't get it. I don't understand. Here's all my emotions. I don't know where you are. I don't know why you're not here. Here's what I know. I have trusted in your steadfast love. Mm. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Like that attitude right there, yep. that's how you do it. Yep. David is amazing. He's a model. Is is it okay for a Christian? No. Can God handle it? Yes. But your anger with God isn't done until you are in a place of worship. And the sooner you go there, the, the better it's going to be. Because mm. your decision to worship God in that moment is an act of faith and trust. And what moves the heart of God? Faith and trust. Yep. It very well may be. All the stuff that has happened that he has allowed, ordained, or permitted was so that you would come back to him to worship and trust him. Mm. And he's righteous to do that. It's hard to say, but he's God and yep. he can do that. I love that reminder that at the end of the day, no matter how bad our circumstances are, like mm. he is gracious, he is loving, he has Amen. given us salvation that we can choose. Yep. That's a free gift. And if we remember all those things, they should outweigh whatever we're going through. Amen. 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 So. Well, thank you for all of that. Next time we are going to be answering the question, how do I rebuild trust with my spouse? 